When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Isotope and Native Instruments have teamed up to create the start-to-finish bundle that home recording guitar nerds have been waiting for. Plus, you, dear listener, get an extra 10% off with guitar nerds by using discount code NERDS10 at the checkout on isotope.com. From the creative spark to the final touch, their new bundles include pretty much everything you could possibly need, which is great because it's far too easy to sink hundreds of pounds and a big chunk of your time into just picking up random plugins. The music production suite 4.1 and Complete 13 bundle contains over 30 intelligent mixing, mastering and repair plugins, 65 premium instruments, 20 plus expansions and over 35,000 sounds. And if that's a bit basic for you, they've also bundled Music Production Suite 4.1 with Complete 13 Ultimate, which gives you everything that makes Complete 13 incredible, plus a colossal library of added synths, sampled instruments and effects. 115 plus premium instruments and effects, 39 native instruments expansions and over 65,000 sounds. It sounds like a lot. It is. It's very good, very comprehensive. And as we've come to expect from Isotope, it's very good value. If you're looking to get into home recording, I cannot recommend it more highly. And if you're already into home recording, it it really is the one-stop shop for making what you do sound better. This podcast is entirely treated and produced using Isotope plugins, and Native Instruments have been responsible for almost every synth or sample you've heard on our Guitar Nerds jingles. Check out their great new bundles on isotope.com or follow links in the description of this podcast and use discount code NERDS10 at the checkout for 10% off anything in the Isotope arsenal. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Good evening, Mr. Joe. Good evening, Mr. Matt. Welcome, dear listener. Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of the Guitar Nerds Podcast. So much fun. So much guitar fun. <laughs> so much guitar fun, yes. I'm sure people who are listening to the podcast are probably having fun while listening to the podcast. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I wonder what you're up to. What are you doing that's uh, that's uh, that's fun whilst, uh, whilst listening really to us? They know in the comments, can they? You know, no. sort of like, yeah. I guess they can in the Facebook group. What do you do when you listen to the podcast? Keep it, keep it clean, people. <laughs> um, you never know what people exactly. might say. 
Exactly. Well, uh, dear listener, do stick around to the end, because as always, we're going to be choosing a question from the Guitar Nerds Facebook group uh, that we're going to discuss on the Patreon exclusive episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. I kind of think we boiled it down to a couple. We've got Peter Pesce and uh, John By have asked pretty good questions on the group, but we'll talk about those when we come to it at the end of the podcast anyway. So we're going to discuss those and see what we end up with on the Patreon. Um, You know, other things we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about what's in our watch list uh, again this week. We've also, or I have at, at Gatana's HQ, which is my house, uh, we've had some lovely jet guitars. Um, jet. And jet guitars, and also a flight ukulele uh, owned by the same company. It's, you know, if you're on the Facebook group, I posted a picture of me very excitedly playing the electric Stratocaster ukulele. Anyway, that's a whole other thing, dear listener. We'll get into that when we come to it. So we're going to talk about those things. I kind of wanted to talk about some brands that have stuck with me a bit from Guitar Summit. Last week, dear listener, obviously we spoke a lot about Guitar Summit and all the cool things I saw. There wasn't possibly time for me to discuss all of those things. So I've uh, I've I've isolated kind of a few ba- brands that maybe I spoke about a bit or maybe I didn't speak about at all. I want to kind of really shine a bit of a spotlight on them because they make such great stuff and I think you should all check them out. And I think especially in most cases for our US listeners, because the bulk of Guitar Nerds is, is listened to in the United States. Um, I, you know, a lot of these brands, a lot of these European and German brands in many cases, um, maybe they're, they're less known outside of Europe. So I think they're really cool things for you guys to discover. So we will talk about those before we get into any of that. However, uh, Matt Knight, how has your guitar week been going? You've been, uh, you, you've been, you've had a, a relatively busy guitar day today. Well, I, uh, yeah, we had a nice three day weekend in the UK, um, so I thought, what better way to spend it than a... I don't know if you do this, Joe, but I kind of have a sort of, I guess, a, a half-yearly sort of uh, check over everything guitar-wise. Uh, I wish I, I, I had this, Matt. I know that you do, and I wish <sighs> I had this. I feel like I'd avoid a lot of problems if I had this. So this was your half-yearly making Stop sure take. everything's okay. It's, it's like... Um, I can't remember. I think there's a particular zoo in the UK that every year they weigh all the animals from like the tiniest bug to an elephant. And then they do a bit of a, a zoo stock take. Oh, we've found a couple of giraffes kicking around. Just didn't know. <laughs> um, I kind of do the same thing because I think we were talking about this on the podcast a few weeks ago that I quite often just go to the same guitar. And right. then, you know, I'll restring stuff and then I'll just, it won't actually get played that much. And then uh, you're just like, oh, that was um, really worth restringing it six months ago. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I checked and I, I set up a new little Excel list. Um, there's just been a list on my phone, but I haven't restrung most of my guitars since April. Wow. Yeah, April, May. And a couple of them had setups recently and. I sort of got stuff down and I was like, and this was spurred on by one thing. And again, something we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast was the fact that I got my Paisley Strat set up and I got it back and it was like, yeah, it plays nice. And it just still just wasn't 
Not wasn't gelling vibing. with you. No. Oh. And I've had it for a long time, but I was just like, there's, there's something missing. But so, man, you used to be such a Strat guy. I find it so weird that you're not gelling with Strats at the moment. Well, well, Joe, um, I, I had a, uh, you know, as we we often do as guitar nerds, you sit there late at night going, what else can I, what else can I do? And, and what, how can I change my rig again? And um, I was yes. going through my, my box of tools and I was like, I've got loads of st- strings. Like in the week I've got loads of Daddario 11 to 52. So that's what I put on my Baja. I was using Stringjoy 11 to 50s, um, but they're right. not so easy to get into the UK. And I know, um blake and that have sent some before um but it's you know you've got to get them over here and you can get them from uk shops but they are expensive and i was like you know what i'm gonna string everything up because i was looking at what i'd strung stuff up with before what they're strung up with now and it's like i'm gonna string everything basically everything up with 11 to 52s i mean it's the it's a very good string you know i, I think i'm gonna you know i have 12s on on most things but i'm thinking about changing to 11s well <laughs> So the Valentine had 11 to 50s, and I was like, right. the extra two, not going to make a difference. So I put that on there, did a bit of a tweak, um, did the SG again, had 11 to 50s on there. I was like, put that on there, absolutely fine. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do, even though I had it set up recently, I mean, there was a bunch of wiring that needed to be fixed and stuff on the strap. I was like, 11 to 52s, let's just go, let's just go. 11 to 52s. I think there was 10 to 48s on it. The so nuts are, are the 11 to 52s Didario? All of they them? are, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, EXL 117s, I think, right. the 11 to 52s. Uh, they're kind of, the, I don't like the colour of the packet at all. It's like that really weird army green. It's like, uh, it's yes, not, I know the not ones. a nice colour string. Um, and I was like, right, I'm going to do the strat and I'm going to, I'm going to put 11 to 52s on it. Nut slots were cut wide enough. Absolutely no problem. Strung it up. And obviously, Trem was just like super far forward because obviously <laughs> loads of tension. So I was like, right, I'm going to, going to, I'm just going to get it right. I'm just going to mess around with it. I'm going to get it right. Going to set it, going to set the action. Um, did all of that. Bit of nut sauce in, the, in there, you know, kind of cleaned everything up. All the electrics working fine because I obviously had all that redone. Plugged it in and went, it's just great. It's just, really? It just made all oh. the difference. It made all the difference. Um, all that, it just, it just beefy. It was just, yeah, it's just great. And it just, you know what it is though, it's just not a great guitar for playing lead on because of right. the 7.25 radius. Just don't dig that radius at all. Uh. Um, but for it chords tricky, and stuff, isn't it? It's it is a tricky better. radius. As as a fan of all things vintage, I, I would love to love that radius more than I do. But it, it is tricky. I think where I've played the Valentine so much, which is ten compound, ten to twelve. Right. So it's much flatter. It's much more because the I restrung the Huber with eleven to fifty twos, which also had eleven to fifties on it before, right. uh, and that's tuned to E flat. And obviously, there's a little bit more slack in there. Um, actually, no, I've retuned the Huber, so it's an E standard. Um, so the, again, the Valentine and the Huber kind of have that same feel, the same string tension, which I think is kind of perhaps what I was missing. And the Strat for chords and stuff just sounds great. And I had about a year ago, which is where the wiring went wrong, I put a Monty's full Monty Strat pickup in it. Uh, and it's still, you know, it sounded good because the bridge pickup that was in it was kind of weak. Um, I think it could still probably do with a refret at some point. Um, what year is think- it, Matt? 88. 
But whoever had it before only played the G string up until the <laughs> tenth fret because it's That's really it. worn there, and then obviously really worn where you play like E and like B minor, effectively. <laughs> um, so, and I think when you put the frets in, you can almost radius the frets to a diff. You could radius the frets to like nine and a half, so you can do a kind of different radius on the frets to the fretboard. Obviously, you'd usually match them, so I think you can do a bit of balancing there. Um, but yeah, it, it made all the it made all the difference, and at the same time, wanted to put the Reverend. The Reverend had also had eleven to fifty twos on. They bought the eleven to fifty twos. The Reverend like is the the Matt West, uh, Matt West signature. So I bought the eleven to fifty twos because I had that tuned to D standard. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri Term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, see, no, I think I had it tuned to C standard, C to C. And wait, it, there's you a, know, isn't there like a strat trem on the Matt West? It's a Wilkinson very trem. Wow. So and that much was okay more like with a, a C to C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's because it's a bit like a Floyd Rose without having the locking nut, so you can really right. go to town on it. Um, but I realised, and I'm sure you've done this, Joe, you, you kind of go, I really need a guitar for this tuning. Um, I really need a drop D bass, for example. And I'm just like, so I put it in C to C, because I was like, oh, you know, all those times I write all those riffs <laughs> in C to C. And then I just realised, just and it, you know, setup was really good and everything in that tuning, but it was just far too like slack yeah you definitely need tension. 12s for a c to c and bear um, in mind i use 12s for for d standard all, all my guitars are d standard yeah, so, okay, yeah. I, I think when you've got a trem as well it makes things feel i in some ways it just makes everything feel a bit weirder right like a bit more rubbery i guess um so i basically again just did the same thing 11 to 52s um, pulled the trem right in. The good thing is, is there's quite a bit of space on the trem flat, so you can go full tone up, and then also you can like basically dive bomb the whole thing, and it and it stays in tune. So now the Strat, the Huber, the Valentine, the Reverend, and the SG are all tuned, all set up basically exactly the same way, all with the same string gauge, and then just some of them are in E flat and some of them are E standard. Um, and then, uh, yeah, checked, had the baritone, check that. 
and then just kind of cleaned everything. But one thing I did do, Joe, which I don't know, I kind of was reading about um, getting like a satin feel on a neck because obviously I just love the feeling of the um, the Valentine. And I don't know, you know, if you're listening to this and you're hanging on to every word, please don't go and do this if you're unsure. But I did it anyway because they're my own guitars. I took some triple O, uh, sorry, quadruple O graded wire wool, which is super, super, super fine wire wool. Uh, it's usually used for like finishing off like French polish on furniture and stuff. Super, super light, but you can use it to polish frets. Uh, and I did the back of basically every neck with a kind of bit of um, quadruple O wire wool. Then had some um, wax, waxed it, buffed that wax in, then wire wooled it again and just got like the smoothest feeling neck. Nice. Ever. It's like I cleaned all the dirt off it. Then none of them were sticky. Just made all the difference, um, and that was great. It just yeah, it really, really made a difference. I actually had some slightly uh, thicker grit uh, paper, um, which I did the strat neck with first because it's got quite a thick lacquer on it, uh, and just lightly took a bit of that off, and then just did a bit of the wire wall, and it just didn't take it all the way down to like a pro satin finish but it just sure. took some of the stickiness out of it i guess well you've ruined that guitar forever matt well no one else is going to buy it but me so <laughs> uh, no so i basically yeah, gave everything the proper proper biannual check and and oh, clean and scrub um and was just like yep it's great and i actually really you know it's kind of made me want to like dig other bits out and just kind of like play other things. So I like played the my strat earlier today and was just like, hey, you know, when things are clean and they're set up nicely, it's just it's good to do. It's just getting expensive because you've got to do <laughs> you kind of want to do all your guitars at once. And then it's yeah. like when you've got like eight or nine, you're like, this is why I only change my strings every six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the uh, all the strings I have here when I when I do things like that, all the guitar strings I have left now are like from this um from this like gift pack that ernie ball sent me when they released all their half sets right all the, when they released because they released like two variants of nine and a half two variants of ten and a half you know eleven and a half etc you know they mm. used this mm. and, and they sent me like a bundle of them and of course i, I used quite traditional gauges i guess and and so i've i've not used any of those so the only thing i have left before i have to start buying strings again is uh, all these half sizes so uh, i guess i'll have to use them matt how come uh why do you use uh didario like uh i'm, I'm not uh, that's not a knock it's just uh i guess i never think outside of ernie ball um what what well, you know, I, what, how come you ended up on didario i never knew you strung with didario or I, uh, i'm well, sure i, I did and i've just forgotten <laughs> I think it was a relatively... I mean, I've been around the houses, I guess, over the last two years because I was using... I can't even remember what I was using before that. Is it but Kurt I was, Mangan strings? I had Kurt Mangan strings for a while and then was then went to Stringjoy for a while. Uh-huh. And I think I bought Daddario because I bought Daddario baritone strings right. for the chapman baritone the beer baritone and then was just and then i bought 11 to 52s for the reverend and then i was just like you know what i'm just gonna buy 11 to 52s 
and I feel really, really good. Um, I feel like I'm getting, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. I feel like I'm getting to the age where I should go back to it, go to elixir strings. You know, what? it's like, uh, you know, it's it's like the PRS of guitar strings, isn't it, Elixir? Uh, but then I just looked at the price and was just like, mm. I put Elixirs on my acoustic because I only restring my acoustic about once a year. Um, do, you, do you think they last longer? Do you not think do. that's just a great they, marketing they, ploy? No, they definitely, definitely last longer. Right. I mean, the interesting thing is, and this is probably don't need to necessarily change the guitar strings every six months. I mean, taking it off the SG, which I probably have only played a handful of times mm. since I've restrung it. The strings didn't look rusty, but they sort of just feel a bit old. Do you know they what I can, mean? They can, even if you don't play things, they can, strings can, I don't know, sometimes they feel super sticky, you know, even if yeah. you just sort of leave and the they just feel, you know, they obviously start to feel a bit dull and, yeah. you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, so I just sort of went with Daddario and, sort of been there now i don't know what i I get my strings from um strings direct yeah strings direct are really good i get a lot Um, of stuff from there i actually buy hardware from there a lot of the time because they they're one of those they're like a string company but actually half the time the hardware that they sell is better prices than an awful lot of you know hardware dedicated places yeah i mean i was tempted joe i will admit i was tempted uh to so if you go on their website at the moment the first thing that comes up on their homepage banner is the new labella electric strings um, labella are doing guitar strings oh it's over it's um over. and i was like oh maybe i'll buy some of these do it Matt. Um, do it There's they 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 do an 11 to 52 a medium blues 11 to 52 but they're 11.99 set and i was like hmm Maybe yeah. next time. Mate, they're worth it. It's Labella. They make the best, the best uh, bass strings in the world. Yeah. Do you know one thing I realised, though? I hate the majority of string packaging. Um, <laughs> I just... <laughs> I okay. It sounds super lame. Actually, the Labella ones look kind of cool. The electric ones look really modern. But if you look yeah. at their, like, vapour shield ones... Yes, or okay, the jazz flats, you're like, God! Like, there's nothing... It's... No one's bothered to change anything since the 80s. I mean, no, early yeah, ball... I'll admit, Ernie Ball, at least they're, like, really colourful and they stand out. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, everyone knows regular slinkies and super slinkies. I mean, like, the most iconic colours of all time. But even that with, like, the eagle and stuff, I'm just like, just, I don't know. All string brands just, just feel old. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, just, I don't know why I'm with Dario with Star at the moment. Um, I know there's lots of, and there's lots of fancy strings out there. Do you know what I mean? NYXLs yeah. and you know all of those kind of things and i was like i'm just gonna go with the plain old um the plain old daddario in fact actually what i could have done was uh potentially looked at the new ernie ball burly slinkies because they do an 11 to 52 now yeah they're, they're um, very good i think not even slinky is what i use uh the yeah dark, actually dark burly green slinkies, burly slinkies have got a wound 30 on the d I yeah think. that's what you want that's what you want um where power slinkies are 11 to 48 they're around 28 aren't they um i forgot all about all their new ones primo 9.5 to 44 turbo 9.5 to 46 hyper <laughs> 8 yeah. to 42 the names the names magnum 
mighty, <laughs> I mean, mighty slinkies. I mean, they must have had a real call for them to make an 8.5 to 40 gauge drink. It's so weird that they're there. Honestly, don't get me wrong. I, I really rate Ernie strings. Never had any problem with them. The gauges they do are great. But I never needed the half sizes, in fairness, you know. I did go I, through I, a phase of half size because I thought I was being cool. And yeah, edgy. that's it, isn't it? Yeah, you think you've discovered something that no other guitarist has yet yeah, landed on. Yeah, it's like some <laughs> sort of like it's like I think we were talking a couple of weeks ago about playing jazz threes. You're like, oh, that's it. I'm you know use jazz threes. You know, so that's that's the mark of a real guitar player, a serious guitar player. <laughs> um, they've discovered the secret, and uh, yeah, I think same with half sizes. I nearly bought. I, mean, I know we're having a conversation about strings here, but we are the guitar nerds no, after all. Um, I nearly bought DR strings. Um, really? I did use DR strings for quite a while. My first shop that I worked in was a DR dealer. Were they big for guitar players? Because they were big in bass. I didn't realise they were big they in guitar. They were. Yeah, they... they uh, <laughs> this is going to sound lame. Uh, in fact, it is lame. But one of the, their string... Talking about string packaging again... Um, they've just got a massive spider on the front. And I don't like spiders, so I'm just like, I'm not going to buy them. I'm just like, I don't know why they've got a realistic picture of like a really gross looking spider on the yeah. front. I'm like, that's not going to make anyone Super buy those 80s. strings. Super 80s. Um, they like, uh, for bass, they did like a whole bunch of like neon strings and stuff oh, like that. I, I and I was like, strings once. I was like, cool, this brand's not for me then. Yeah, I uh, I did have neon strings once, I think, back in Of course in my- you did. My early days. Um, terrible. I, uh, I used Absolutely to. terrible strings. I can't remember who did them, but someone did like black strings for bass, yeah, but that weren't tape wound. And the thing was, at the time, I was obsessed with Paul McCartney, and of course, he played, often played yeah. black tape wound, but black tape wound strings really didn't work for the sort of music I was making. So I used to buy whoever the brand was who made, I think it was Dunlop, you know, made like normal mm. black strings just so it looked like I had tape wound strings but didn't yeah. actually play tape wound, which retrospectively is extremely lame. I um, I did, I think it was DR um, because I, I think I had black strings maybe it was done a lot but yeah I, I did the same and they look terrible yeah. and they feel terrible after a while as well yeah and they were expensive yeah. um, i think the most expensive strings you can buy from strings direct are tomastics hmm, um, probably yeah i mean are, i paid 75 quid what was it 75 quid for my base six strings from labella and i think 60 pounds for the flat wounds that um from labella something like that right which is a feral um, chunk. Yeah, 60. Here we are. I found the strings that I get. Labella, 64.99. That's what I pay for them. Right. I mean, part of me would be tempted to buy the. Uh, you can buy 25 packs of strings now. Um, and you can also buy. Yeah, you can buy. Tw- and they come in like the box. And then right. you've just got the strings that you need. And I'm just like, they probably go rusty by the time I get through all yeah, of those. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Also, I'm just looking at Labella on Strings Direct. The base, the Fender Base 6 flat wound strings by Labella are now £94.99 for a set. God. This is crazy, isn't it? Actually, I mean, that was the one thing I didn't restring. I didn't bother restringing the Bronco. I think the, the last six, time, basic. yeah, no, the Squire Bronco bass. Oh, I don't the think Bronco I bass. have restrung it since I got it in December twenty twenty. I got some great. I got some great short scale strings here. I should send you some. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll be up for that. I like the sound of it. Put, new put something interesting on there. I'll, I'll send you some flats. I'll send you a nice set of flats. Oh yeah, I could, I could, I could, I could probably rock some flats. Um, so yeah, so I was doing a bit of a bit of a bit of a clean up and 
strings. I tell you one thing I need is I need more polish and better generic tools. Oh, um, yeah. and I, I was need watching, to... Oh, sorry, carry on. I was going to say, I was watching a short video with um, Rhett Shaw, and he was going through that Music Nomad stuff, and I think they do, like, a guitar tech kit. Yes. Um, with, like, fret polish and all of that sort of stuff, and it's like, I just need to buckle up and buy it. Well, I've got no, so many well, odds and sods, do you know what I mean? Well, what, what happened, and dear, dear listener, this is you know, sort of behind the curtain of just how terrible I am. Obviously, we worked with, uh, well, I don't know, if, if you listened long enough ago, we worked with Music Nomad for a bunch, and they sent me all the stuff. And every week, Matt was like, you know, send me some of that stuff. And I never did. I still haven't, Matt, have I? I don't think no. I sent you any music. So I do have that kit. I think I have several of those kits here just on a shelf. I really just oh, need that to... that would be really good if you sent me one of those, please, Joe. <laughs> well, I'm going to um... promise again right now and forget tomorrow, but I'll, I'll try not to. Well, it would be good because there's one more thing. Well, there's two guitars that I need to set up. One, which is the Harmony, which is at my parents, which is in a cold part of their house. And I haven't been there for eight months. So when I phoned my mum earlier, I was like, can you put that guitar somewhere it's not going to freeze to death, Um, please? Uh, Because I love that guitar and I miss it dearly. The Harmony Um, Juno. The Harmony Juno. But also, Joe, because I have buckled down... And it, next week, on next week's podcast, yes. it will be New Guitar Day. Oh, it feels new like it's been guitar. so long for you. I buy a new I guitar know, every week, man. I buy and sell something almost every week. And I know. Uh, well, you know, pedals, you know. I guess you do with pedals, never come yeah. and go. Like amps, <laughs> amps are for life. Um, <laughs> pedals, you know, are like, you know, just a revolving door. Um but guitars, very, very rarely. They actually, the first new guitar that I kind of paid money for um, that wasn't a kind of guitar nerds thing was the Bronco bass, which was, yeah, two years ago. But in terms of six-string guitars, I actually think the last guitar that I paid money for Nick was the Charvel. Oh, the Charvel. And I bought that in 20... 18 and you've sold that and i have since sold that so four years um so the guitar that will be is i'm hoping if uh, a certain friend has put the order in for me um (laughs) i'm i'm hoping that it's going to arrive this week um i finally after four years after reviewing it i finally uh ordered an ed o'brien signature Fender Stratocaster. So you're back up to two Stratocasters. I am. So that's why, uh, as you were saying, Joe, about not blending with Strats until until now. But I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to I'm going to get 11, the old eleven to fifty twos on it. Uh, Good. Might yeah. I, I don't know. You know this. You know just we we tried it for for listeners who maybe haven't been listening that long. There was a period where me and Joe were doing a few more videos. Uh, and things for the podcast and yeah we had a few bits to review and we shot some videos at my house um with a nice little fake background actually it looked really good those videos i thought um but yeah jay jay cross bought us a uh an ed o'brien strat brand new at that point and if you remember joe the ed o'brien's got a massive chunky neck on it yeah Um, it's got like a almost like a 
like a 52 telly style neck yeah, on there. It's like the 10 to 56V. It's like super, oh, super chunky. Lovely. That's, that's um, such a good... Ed O'Brien, I love you. What a f- very cool neck. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? That's what I want. And I wanted the sustainer. Uh, you know, very much a player, a man, a creator after my own heart, realistically. You know, I love He's Radiohead. He's a soundscapist, isn't he? Exactly. He's and a textural player. I actually think, yeah, I mean, you know, Radiohead were a massive inspiration for me playing the guitar, and especially into effects and stuff. Um, and, you know, I was just like, I love, the, I love the way the neck feels. I love the kind of, you know... White guitars I don't hate. Uh, I love the fact that it's got a big chunky neck. It's a satin neck. Um, it's got things like I said, like the sustainer in it and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I think I can, I can live with this. Um, so, you know, I'm sort of buying it blind. I know that, but at the same time, like, no, I have faith, mate. Have it's faith. it's going to be a great guitar. You've got that huge chunky neck. A V is always a brilliant neck profile and far too rare. And it's it's chunky. It's satin. It's that it's it's a gorgeous maple neck. You've got the sustainer in the neck that don't forget you can use in two different ways. Um, mm. It's got two two options, so it can be used more as an uh, as as an accent where it's just picking up individual notes, or where it's where it's grabbing hold of the whole chord. You've got a JB mini humbucker in the bridge. Who cares about the middle pickup? That's just for funk. But you know that. <laughs> but it. It's a fantastic guitar. It looks great. This is one of the best strats that's been available in a long time. Yeah, I um, it made me think about a couple of the other artist series guitars that have come out in the past, which I've liked. Um, and I was just like, you know what? This doesn't obviously doesn't get enough love because it seems to be out of stock in basically every guitar retailer in the UK. But Fender do have stock. Um, you know, if you go to their website. It's showing in stock, so I was surprised you couldn't see it in many stores, because um, I was tempted to go and you know try it, try it again. Um, but I was just like, yeah, it's it just seems to have. It, I think there was loads of videos when it was first launched, and then sort of not seen too many people use it. Because right. um, I was thinking about sustainer for a while, and the only place I've seen a Fernandez sustainer for sale that's available and wouldn't be a nightmare to try and get is from hot rocks uk and it's for the humbucker um and it's 369 pounds just for the kit that's a relative Um, that's a relative chunk it is and fernandez is as much as yeah i love their sustainer pickup um their website i think barely appears in google search and when I have seen it, it looks like a website from about 1995. <laughs> um, and somehow they're still a company. And obviously, yeah, then when Fender were like, yeah, we need like 50,000 for like some model of guitar. I'm sure they're like, great. Um, but yeah, you just can't buy it anywhere. So to have it come in the guitar pre-installed is is amazing. Um, and yeah, it was just going you know what i guess joe you know i haven't even got it yet but i was like what could i do to this guitar um i was thinking first and foremost maybe swapping out the uh the white scratch plate 
a little bit of a tortoise oh, shell really? on that. Oh, really? Oh, you're going tortoise shell. I do love the simplicity of the Olympic white. It is white, very white clean. Gun. With the maple it neck, is. yeah, it's very clean. It's they're very Ed O'Brien. But I kind of agree with you. Like, you know, that it, you could add your own little thing on there. A torque guard on white, that's always going to look great. Mm. You know, I was thinking, um, I was thinking, yeah, maybe a little torque guard on that. Um, and then I was thinking maybe... Maybe I'll put um, block saddles on it rather than it's got the vintage. In fact, actually, I can't even remember the brand, Joe, but we got sent some saddles before, vintage Strats trim saddles that they're designed in such a way that the grub screws don't poke out the top. Yeah. So when you're resting your hand on it, actually, they feel really, really nice. It's, that um, seems like such a... Um such a sort of ridiculously nerd level thing to care about changing, but it, it makes a lot of difference. It does. Strats, strats are uncomfortable. It does. Um, and yeah, I like that. Or I like the idea. Well, basically a lot of this was born out of me still really wanting a, um, a strap plus. Right. And then there was a white, oh, white course. one and uh, yeah, white pit guard, white body with the white lace sensors. And then obviously those guitars had the block saddles. They had like the rollable nut or the locking machine heads. And I was like, hmm. And, uh, you know, when you get an idea in your head and you're just like, you sort of end up running with it. Do you know what I mean? I've been thinking about it for for weeks and weeks and I've sort of been saving. Why did you pennies. choose the Ed O'Brien over the Strat Plus? I... To be honest, I think it was partly the sustainer was on it because I was yeah. like, I think I'd get a lot of use out of that. I, I also like too. the I also like the neck pickup, um, uh, the the sustainer. I also like um, the sorry the neck profile and the neck feel. Right. So I was like, you know what, and and it's new, and do you know the strap pluses again. They keep going up in value. Maybe I will buy one long into the future. Um, but I still haven't found the right one. I think realistically, I just want back the guitar that I sold. Um, and that was a 90, <laughs> whatever, 97 Strat Plus uh, in Shoreline Gold. And realistically, I, I just I just want that guitar back. So, <laughs> um, you know, if it ever, if something like that ever appears, you know, you just have to, uh, you just have to go for it. But uh yeah, we'll we'll see. I am very excited to hear on next week's episode how you're getting on with the Ed O'Brien if you get it before we record that episode. Um, mm. Just because, of course, you know it made such a big impact on all of us. Uh, you know, I was when it came out, I was working. I was still the marketing manager at GAC at the time, and I remember again Jay sorted uh, us out with one to just keep in the video room, and it's still just, there actually. And I think it? everyone just was... loved it, loves that I've... guitar. I really think that might have been the seed uh, that that kind of has been growing my brain for a while because I was actually with um, I was with those guys in the video room over the summer. And I was right. like, "Oh, you've got an Ed O'Brien here," and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, I've just had it here for ages. I think it's been here. I think like they actually said it had been there since you'd been there." And I was like, "Oh, cool." And then <laughs> I think that might have been the. Uh, the thing that got me thinking about it again. And ever since, you know, when we had it for that review and I just loved playing it so much and I was just like, yeah, maybe it was, it was time, Joe. It was time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens, how, how you get on with it 
next week. But um, but you know, talking about because uh, of course you've been looking out for strap pluses. That brings us neat. Well, no, this is slightly. I've slightly stretched this, dear listener. But it brings <laughs> us slightly partially into what's in the watch list. Um, so yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about that. So this week. Uh, in my watch list, I'm my watch list in on Reverb.com. eBay's been a bit funny for me recently. I can't, it's just so much stuff is collection only and is in the arse end of nowhere that I, you know I just. It's the demographic of who's selling on Reverb <laughs> no, no. versus who's selling on eBay. <laughs> I think that um, is definitely what it is. Yeah, people who can't get their heads around postal service use eBay. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I it think. Is. You f- I found just before you go into it, definitely found more wacky stuff on reverb but also because there's no auction level on reverb that you have to kind of wait for stuff to price drop i mean it's good that you can Uh, search by just price drop you can put in offers as well um but i i have i have found myself on ebay recently just kind of watching a few things that have come up um yeah ebay is more like a car boot now isn't it so yeah. it's sort of just like you know you do get you do get a few more bargains, but Reverb's a little bit more trusted in terms of what you're buying. And actually, the, I've generally found the condition of things on Reverb to be to be pretty damn good. This is it. I, I've never bought anything from Reverb that hasn't turned up exactly as it was intended, well packaged. Whereas you know, I, I, dear listener, I've spoken about it on the past, but when, in the past on the podcast, but like when I bought my late seventies Fender Music Master and it turned up in a big in a bin bag, just in a bin <laughs> oh, yeah, bag. I forgot about that. Yeah, I was Very I was cool. lucky. It turned up, you know, in one piece. To be honest, like one of the tunes was knocked in, but that was easily fixed. But that's eBay, isn't it? People sending stuff out in bin bags and reverb. Mm. You actually, you know, getting getting something a bit more proper. But um, but but yes. Anyway, so the, again, this is carrying on from Guitar Summit where. Um, where I got to uh, kind of meet and chat to some of the fellows from Game Changer Audio who were just there, um, you know, just just to be there. They didn't actually have a stand. They were just there to hang out. We, we all went out for dinner uh, one night. And I love everything they do. And even, obviously, Game Changer have worked with us on the podcast. They've sponsored a series before. They've sent us demo units of various things. But, dear listener, when, when you're that i'm only dealing with someone their marketing person over email then and when you see them at guitar events in the past it's been at stuff like nam where i might be able to say hi how's it going in a really noisy room this time i actually got to hang out with them you know go grab dinner and actually talk to them about you know just about the things and the ideas actually matt did we have them on it i think i feel like we've interviewed someone on we, an episode uh, we've, <laughs> we've had them we've had them on the episode uh, yeah if, if anyone who might be uh new and listening we have had them on the uh on the podcast before as well and we did talk about their their beginnings yeah. all the way through to now i think yeah. it was a couple of years ago but it, it was probably during was, covid yeah. times i think yeah. but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah definitely right. definitely had them on the podcast but it, it was great to just sort of hang out and actually talk about um talk about effects uh, a bit less uh sort of press releasey i guess you know just a bit more sort of yes, person to person just like yeah. having a chat about stuff and Oh man, the, the, it just the way they were talking about like applications for their fuzz, the plasma pedal. I was just like, this really and things that they've found that they can do with it. I was like, this really sounds like a product that I should get involved in. I realized I've never really tried one, you know, outside of like a demo booth mm. at NAM. I've and I think they had a headphone set up 
um, at Nam, so you can't really tell what's happening. Um, so I'm like, damn, I need to get a plasma pedal. So actually, that's what's in my reverb watch list. I thought I'd see if there are any secondhand ones kicking around for a good price. So I found one for a couple of hundred quid because, you know, they're, they're premiumly priced pedals. They're normally around the £300 mark. But mm-hmm. I really I really think I want one. You know, also, to be honest, for me as a bass player, it's a fuzz pedal with a blend. You know, as well as having like um, a, a two-band EQ so I can boost up some of that low end. I really feel like this could be a very useful pedal uh, for bass that I've maybe overlooked slightly in the past. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people jumped on it early on because it was, I think it had a kind of gimmick factor that people loved and then had to have one. And then I think it's felt overlooked because people were like, oh, it's a gimmick. But actually, it's not a gimmick. It's actually just a completely different way of kind of creating gain, mm. um, which we, I think, again, we talked about on an episode a few weeks ago when it was their five-year anniversary. Yeah. Um, and we were saying that, you know, where you've got different clipping diodes or an op-amp, this is, yeah, basically this is the same, distortion yeah. through, you know, a bolt, lightning you know, bolt. <laughs> a lightning bolt, yeah, basically. Here's the thing. Uh, if they didn't have that open screen on the on the bolt and mm. they didn't make it about the bolt if this was just game changers fuzz and it, mm. without that screen everyone would be like this is a great sounding fuzz but because they're like you know oh yes it works via this plasma bolt you do get that contingent of people who are like it's a gimmick it's it's not a gi- i mean game changer are about doing things in a different way there is obviously a gimmick factor to that but they never sacrifice tone for gimmick you know, it's no. it, it has to be amazing for them to run with it. Yeah, and they, and they think... were talking to me about how many ideas they actually have, how many things that get through, to that go through several stages and, and get breadboarded and trialled. And if they can't get it good enough, they drop it. And they were saying that they actually drop a lot of stuff all the time because they're very, very particular. They don't want to ever release something that's not in their mind perfect. Well, I mean, in five years, they haven't actually launched that much, realistically. Uh, Pedal a year, basically. Yeah, plus pedal, uh, the plasma pedal, then the light pedal. No, plus plus pedal, plasma pedal, plasma coil, which was the signature version for Jack White, light pedal, and the Bigsby pedal. And the Bigsby pedal was announced about two years ago, and it's only now made its way out, I think. Um, But the plasma pedal is very cool because, yeah, you've got the voltage control, uh, you've got the high and low frequency, you've got the blend control, and then you've got the clean EQ, which you can switch in or out. Yep. Um, it's very so, deep. yeah, probably quite cool for quite cool for bass. Mm. Um, I was at, at one point very, very tempted to buy the rack version because I thought oh, the really? rack version looked super cool. The rack version as well has got a bunch of extra controls on it. Um, so they did a well, they've done it in a Euro rack version for um modular synth, which is extremely cool, still got the same thing on it. Um, but they also did the plasma rack, so the plasma rack has a trem built into it as well, right? Um, and then you can run both at the same time, so you've got a yeah, tremolo circuit, <coughs> excuse me, which has got um rate and depth you've then got the same control so you've got gain voltage blend high and low eq volume you've then got a clean eq i think basically the eq if you switch the eq 
clean EQ switch on, I think the EQ's not affected by the gain. Right. That's right. I'd have to look at the manual. Uh, but then what you also have on this is an effects loop just for the distortion, which is cool. Um, and then you can also obviously MIDI control it as well, which is bonkers. In fact, it's got four different effects loops, three different effects loops on it. Um, so I think you can basically run this as kind of like, um, I, think, I can't remember if you can move the where the effects loop are. Um but it's very, very, it's got a bunch of extra stuff on it, which I thought was super, super cool, including an expression pedal. Ooh, that you can assign to? I think you can assign it. or Gain, it I guess. Yeah, or, I guess it's, it's just... gain or gain or volume. Um, yeah, and I'm just trying to remember yeah. what it said about the clean EQ. Address whether the dry signal that you dial in with the blend knob is affected by the plasma pedal's EQ section um so yeah basically if you switch that on you've got the high and low control it the high and low eq doesn't affect the clean tone of your guitar which is quite cool that's but very it does useful. affect the eq of the gain that's exactly what i want it to do so uh yeah i might have to dig mine out it's been a while since i plugged my my one in and, oh have you got uh, one no, i didn't know it sat on the sat on the shelf yeah we talked about it a couple of weeks ago oh, yeah got maybe we did <laughs> name, name oh yes of it. course it does yeah um God damn it but yeah you should definitely buy one joe i, I think sure i will if you spoke to game changer they would they would sort something out for they you, probably sure. would they probably would yeah i probably yeah uh, we'll see I, I i think i need one i think i need one although i am still thoroughly thoroughly enjoying dear listener the frederick effects super unpleasant companion if you follow us on instagram i've put a little video of me demoing it on guitar i'll put a, a video of me demoing it on bass this week go and check it out it's so very very good and ridiculous sounding it can be that sort of be in a box fuzz or it can be that super saturated gated a squelchy fuzz which are my two favorite types of fuzz and it can do both things and it excels in them extremely so uh so yes uh do do, do check out the the little you know real <laughs> the little instagram minute long demo bite-sized demo it's uh it is very good now it, it, oh, thank it you much. thank you very thank much. you thanks mate now i do want to talk about a couple of guitars that have turned up this week dear matt oh yes finally I actually, I actually saw these and i just saw that someone posted a picture of these in the same place i saw it and actually i saw the little mini guitar or ukulele or whatever it is version of, of these that you were talking about <laughs> and i was like that is actually cool i wasn't expecting that price point so i'm hoping they're they're good joe but tell me all about them what is it What's so good about them? Okay, so do you want me to talk about jets or flights? Are they not the same company? They're just no, they're two owned different... by the same people, but they're two right. separate Right, okay, things. that's why they look relatively similar. Yeah. Uh, why don't we talk about the actual guitars first and then the other idea. ones after? The ukulele we'll maybe talk about on this. Maybe maybe that's the next week. We'll see, we'll see how we go. Right, okay, so... Jet guitars. We've been talking about them for a little while, dear listener. We, you know, I think I checked one out when I was randomly at GAC and I was like, oh, this thing's actually really good. And then I think we had a couple of people on the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook post that they'd purchased them. Maybe there were some mods that have gone on. And and all in all, I think the general assessment of jet guitars is, yes, they're affordable because, dear listener, they are in some cases sub £300. Some of them go up to sort of four, £500. 
but they are extremely, extremely good quality for that money. And also they're interesting. They're a bit different. They're not just doing that thing where here's a black, red or sunburst guitar with a maple or a rosewood neck. You're getting interesting things, interesting pickup configurations. They're all F-style guitars. I want to say F-style. They're Fender-style guitars, but, you know, they'll do an HSS Strat. They'll do an HS Strat. They'll do tellies in lots of cool colours. They'll do baked maple. They even do, like, dipped finish, uh, dipped finishes. There was, like, a, a pink to white dipped telly, double humbucking telly with a baked I maple neck. That. Yeah, I posted I that on that. the uh, on the on the guitarist group recently and I think Yogi Yogi the guitarist just uh, saw one on Denmark Street this week as well. They're under 400 pounds that guitar and they're a, a, alarmingly good quality. So I was very excited um when uh when friend of the podcast Lee Alexander, not Lee Alexander um, from Tonepedia and uh, Pedalboards of Doom. Lee Alexander, previously of Ashdown, who's now working with Jet. He uh, he got in touch with me and was like, oh, you, mate, would, you, would you like me to send you a couple of these demo units? So the things I got, I'm very excited about. I got, I'll talk about my favourite one, first of all, the 350 series, which is their Tele style guitar. And uh, the guitar, they follow with me, Matt, on the on the links so that you see which one. But the uh, the jet uh, the jet guitar they sent me was the jet JT three fifty BKR, so black rosewood. It is a we're talking about a bound black Telecaster with a torque guard, mm. tele tele pickup in the bridge, humbucker in the neck position, rosewood neck baked maple board uh, baked maple sorry rosewood board baked maple neck and headstock it looks really good it looks really really good i think from the photos alone uh, i'm gonna say this i'm gonna be a little bit controversial but nothing Uh nothing bad if i wasn't looking at the headstock and i was just looking at the body i'd say that was that was a two grand guitar you just the way they've done the photos are you are a headstock snob matt knight I am a headstock snob. It's a great headstock. Put a Music Man headstock on everything. <laughs> um, actually, do you know what? It's probably not the headstock. It's just the, the logo. I right, think the right. logo looks a little bit too modern for the body shape. I on see. That. I see. That's weird. fair enough. It is. It is a modern logo. It's the like, it's the like, logo's actually, kind of tag. It's almost a tag sort of. Yeah. Thing. It's it's like an it's like a nineties graffiti tag. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I tell you what, this looks like from a body, you know, from a body shape, from a look, from a colour perspective, it looks like a really posh sir or something. Yes, it does. It does look like a similar. Three hundred and thirty nine euros is the retail price on this instrument. Wilkinson hardware at that price point, which is already unbelievable. I mean, this isn't a big thing, but it turned up out of the box. It was in tune. Uh, I know that doesn't count for anything, but I just on a guitar well, that normal price tuning point. or Joe Branton <laughs> tuning. <though. laughs> it was normal tuning. I actually, it's. It, I think it's strung with nines, and so that took me a while to get used to. <laughs> to be honest, but um, oh god, yeah, yeah. That would be, uh, <laughs> cheap, cheap. We were talking about playing things with eleven to fifty twos and like you know crazy string gauges i just i can't imagine that exactly uh, break out your 0.660 mil pick and away you go you're done up orange and you're rocking exactly that's it um, but i can't these... 
Sorry, Joe. I was going to no, say no, quickly no, before go. you go on. Where are these made? Do they say anything specific? I, on the I don't know where they're made. I, I I imagine at this price point that they'll be uh, Chinese made, yeah, rather sure than were... Indonesian. I think, but I I don't know. I don't know where they're certainly not Korean uh, built. Yeah, I was going to say I didn't think they were world music, which is obviously the kind of no. leading. Thing. But then again, they've got bone nut on them, yeah. double action truss rod, you know, some, some real modern appointments there as well. And like you say, the Wilkinson hardware. Um, the pickups sound great as well. <laughs> Actually, dear listener, you know, if, if you uh, you probably know, but I do all the uh, all the videos for KMA uh, Machines, the, the effects pedal company. All this week, all the videos that have been going out on their Instagram, I'm using that this Telecaster. Um, it sounds fantastic. It sounds fantastic. I used it today on a video that's gone out with the Guardian of the Worm, which is KMA's uh, Boss HM2 style distortion with a built-in noise gate. I'm using the bridge pickup on the telly um, for for those videos, and it is the biggest, fattest riff monster guitar ever. It just sounds great. I just think it's insanely versatile. It looks great. I love a bound telly. I, I just, I'm, I can't get over the price point. Matt and dear listener, I can't, I can't get over the price point for this. I wish they did bases. I would buy all of them. Reminds me again, three two nine euro. Did you say uh, three three nine in euro? Three three nine. Yeah, that's the price um, on their website. I, yeah, I just they, oh, that's just so good. Yeah, so they've got one two three four five six seven eight different guitar series: three hundred, three fifty, four hundred, four fifty, five hundred, six hundred, eight hundred, a thousand. Yeah, so three fifty being your kind of strat 350 being your deli 400 being your hss strat 450 being your kind of super strat flame top kind of hss 500 is double pickup double humbucker strat 600 your hss mega flame top strat 800 is the weird uh sort of pink sheep of the uh of the uh of the whole group because that's well, like it's kind a, of a modded strap it's like an 80s modded strap yeah it's like a humbucker in the bridge and then a one single coil in the neck no middle pickup relict mm. um and i think the relic is is i think at that price point relics always a bit weird because well, this don't really it's, feel like done by hand it's it's so, actually very good and this is the other guitar we've got is the JS eight hundred oh, okay? So the so they do two options: the red and the black. So we've got the the black, and it's a satin black finish uh, with a white guard, um, aged. So those sort of those uh, like parchment pickups of the single coil in the neck, humbucker in the bridge, single volume, where a volume would be, and then where your tone control would be is a three way pickup selector. Then you still have the your strap jack in the same place. Hard tail, through strung, hard tail, baked maple neck, and this headstock is proper, sir. On uh, on 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 this model, you must like this headstock, Matt. I yeah, I think that one to me looks. Uh, I'm just gonna have uh, yeah. I think that one again. That that does look better, and I think the pictures make it look. You know kind of nice with the roasted maple fingerboard and neck. Um, I don't know if I would have mother of pearl inlays, personal preference mm-hmm, choice mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would probably have it not relict, but maybe a matte finish, but I do like that. I think for me, the ones that I'm 
and I've seen, I've only seen the smaller, uh, basically ukulele version, I, I guess, but different <laughs> brand, but made in the same factory. It's the thousand and the six hundred, and I'm just sort of like, I wouldn't play a guitar that was a mega quilt top, sort of dipped finish. Right. But I think it's nice that they offer that kind of guitar for people looking for that kind of thing at a really reasonable price point. Yeah, yeah. This is this is it. I, I think. Those there, those are fine. Those dip finishes guitars, they're they're very cool. They're super cool. And if you want something cool and different, you can actually get it at a reasonable price point. That's very very good. The things that appeal to me are actually the three hundred and the three fifty, maybe the four hundred series, which is their their single coil strat, their Tele, and their HSS strat. Just because these are great modding platforms that come with a bunch of appointments that you wouldn't normally see on a guitar of this price. The baked maple. The Wilkinson hardware. You might want to do a pickup upgrade, but I I really think having sat and played this telly, these things, this is a I, I would gig this every night. <laughs> you know. Could this uh could this be the next Bronkoff Joe? Do they want to give us a couple of guitars <laughs> for us to just mod mod with? Because I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking that 350 um bound top bound telly with the humbucker and the the bridge single. I'm like, actually that could be a great, as you say, a great guitar to to mod and, and mess around with, I think. Yeah, yeah. The problem is they've already done half of it for us. I think the only thing I'd do is change the the pickups. Not that there's a problem with these pickups. I think they sound great. But if I was going to turn this into, you know, the ultimate thing, I'd probably buy, you know, I don't know, like a path for the for the neck, and then and mm. maybe something interesting and cool from Sunbear pickups to go in the bridge, but. Other than that, honestly, Matt, I, I, you know, I've got to get one of these to you before because I've only got them on loan, so they've got to go back. But I need to get you to try out these guitars because the the quality versus price is is like nothing else. I've not come across guitars that are offering this sort of quality at this sort of price point. They're yeah, really I uh, I would definitely be keen to try. Did you say it's the black or the sunburst that we've got? Uh, what with the Teddy or the Strat? The Teddy. Teddy, we got the black, the black bound um telly and we also have the black um 800 series which is their hs modded relict strat nice yeah i'd be up for the 350 telly Mm, yeah absolutely i think looks really good the the 800 series again like um i know like as you say like relics are difficult at this price point because of course they're going to be factory done but uh, for me like the attention to detail on these they've relicked the hardware you know, and not just not just the jack and the and the volume control. Like the it's through strung, so the little ferrules on the back are also aged and sort of slightly rusted. Um, but it, so there is proper attention to detail, even on a guitar of this price point, which is yeah, yeah. No, I just yeah, I think uh, they've done a great job on the the pictures. I think they look really good. Uh, and they look like they're available in quite a lot of UK retailers, if anyone's interested. Um, yeah, it looks like they're available in quite a few different stores. Yes, yes, they certainly are. Um, now, the the other the other thing that, that by the same company that you've been talking about are Flight. Flightmusic.com, dear listener, if you want to check them out. Um, so, yeah, so Flight are a ukulele band doing a big old range of ukuleles, um, acoustic, you know, and uh, like and electric, but not electric as you know it. Um, they 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 do electric ukuleles 
that are based on electric guitars. So I posted, uh, I posted like a little, uh, a, a little video of me playing them. They do a whole bunch of series: this gemstone series, art series, supernatural series, heritage series, princess series, royal series, anniversary series. There are, there are too many more. I, I, I can't list them all. But the one that I really care about is the rock series of ukuleles, dear listener, where they do electric ukuleles in an SG body, Les Paul body, and a Strat body, and even a PRS style body. But let's uh, let's not talk about that. Um, they even do a little bass, actually, which I tried to get. It's like a dipped blue to white finished precision bass pickup bass ukulele tried to get it but it's been so popular that it's sold out so um so i couldn't get that they all come with a gig bag they sent me the dipped blue strat with a single coil pickup in the neck and a humbucker in the bridge it's hardtail <laughs> it's hardtail ukulele which i've immediately just I, I sort of looked up ukulele tuning and was like well i don't know any chords for this now so i just sort of turned, <laughs> i just dropped it or i just dropped it into like drop d tuning basically uh, well, that's why I always like. Um, that's why I like baritone ukuleles right. because baritone ukuleles are tuned D G B E, right. so the top four strings of a uh, electric. Oh yeah, that sounds great. Um, but yeah, it looks like this brand out of Slovenia. Yes, um, that's correct. Yeah, uh, which uh, I was actually, I think I was in there i was around <laughs> you there. last, last, uh, last week, week where you did like four uh, countries in 24 hours or something yeah it was absolutely crazy um but yeah these cool i actually saw these in uh, yeah in music room on oh, denmark yeah. street um and i'm in i think these are i think these are actually i mean it was crazy <laughs> i went to this guitar store Katari, in uh prague last week and it reminded me of just how far ukuleles have come <laughs> uh, in the last, like, 10 years. Like, I mean, they're just... I think I was saying to one of my colleagues that I was there with that I've, I think it was, just like, five or six years ago, the SpongeBob Square Patch ukulele was the number one selling instrument in the world by quantity, <laughs> um, which is just bonkers, really, when you think about it. And but, who owns that? Yeah. Fender owned that, right, didn't they? No, no I think they're Fender? actually owned by whoever owns Cartoon Network or right, I see. whatever. <laughs> um, but I think they made a hell of a lot of them. Um, but yeah, these are these are actually, the little electric ones I think are really cool. For them to do a tiny PRS-style one <laughs> is absolutely superb. Um I like the colour, I like the look of it. The one I saw was the Pathfinder, which is the kind of super strat. Yeah. Uh, I thought the That's bass I've got. was I thought the bass was very cool. Yeah. Um, because they do a bass in the same kind of like that modern Ibanez with the dipped kind of multi finish, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm guessing it's like a, yeah, it's obviously not a solid flame top. That would be crazy. Um, I think if I was going to have one, I would probably have yeah the Vanguard, which is the is the PRS one. Really? Um, oh, I think less. Yeah. I, I kind of, um, or actually, maybe the Pathfinder in the normal finish. I'm just not a fan of that, like quilt these these quilt flame multicolored mm. tops. Yeah. Um, and also, I think the Les 
pool one, the Centurion's kind of cool, but feels kind of cluttered with the four... Um, all four controls that they've got. All in four there. controls. It looks like they've like really tried to cram it on there. So I do um, feel like the Pathfinder, which is their strat, is probably the best laid out for actual application because it's just a master volume and master tone, a three-way selector, and it's the three-way selectors on a mini switch, so you're not going to knock it too much. And it's a single coil in the neck humbucker in the bridge. Mm. Honestly, what's fun about these guitars? You're not going to play proper ukulele songs on this. What's fun about these guitars is running them through your pedal board, like smashing a fuzz pedal on a bunch of delay after something like this. They're just a lot of fun. Like great for making weird noise, weird noises. I mean, look mm. at Warren Ellis. He has made an entire career out of playing sort of weird small four-string instruments through a bunch of pedals. Um, yeah, I was I was going to say, what is this? Oh, it's a. Te- I was going to say, what kind of ukulele is it? But it's a tenor ukulele. It's a tenor, yeah. Um, so tenor's the no soprano's the smallest, if I remember rightly. Soprano, tenor, baritone, soprano concert, tenor, baritone, bass. Um, so actually, in the middle. So that's yeah, the uh, the the kind of better scale length actually, and the. For I think probably people who are a bit older, maybe uh, who are guitar players that want a ukulele, probably the better of the sizes because it's the one. Yeah, baritone tuning is GB, um, sorry DGBE, so the top four strings of an electric guitar. But obviously, a much it's like playing a classical with minus two strings. Right. Yeah. Uh, where tenor is the uke tuning, um, which I can't remember what's the standard uke tuning is now, but that feels like the right size for an electric. I think other electric ones like soprano concert they'd just be too small um so actually i think i'm i'm really into this i think they uh i think they look cool like you say joe they just look fun yeah yeah that's exactly it and i have had an awful lot of fun i'm gonna put up some more videos of me making basically weird noises uh with an electric ukulele but they're a lot of fun dear listener don't take it too seriously they're just uh yeah just you want to make a lot of noise they're, they're they're a great way to do that yeah, I there's actually two different guitars on their website that I would own, which I think look really nice. One is their, uh, in some ways, unfortunately named Gut 850, G-U-T 850, uh, Guitar Laylee, because uh, I've got a Guitar Laylee. I've got the cheapest Yamaha one, and that's also fun to play because it's just a tiny guitar. <laughs> um but actually, they tune theirs very weird. They tune theirs A, D, G, C, E, A. Oh, the same as a capo on the fifth fret. Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry. I was looking at it, I was like, that's a weird tuning. But no, that is no, the right tuning. That's the one, yeah. Um, but actually, and a kind of thing that I've lost after for a while, and every time I play one, they're super fun, and I'm not a bass player, but I would really like their dubs, which is their electroacoustic bass uke. Uh, I think those bass ukes are just awesome fun they're just really really cool i just think they're i mean they're a bit like playing the bass mini bass with spaghetti rubber strings Um, are a weird one aren't they they take some getting used to but i think they're cool i just i think they're just fun for like plucking a few notes and jam around and like you say joe when they're electroacoustic running through your pedal board and doing a bunch of makes fun and weird stuff yeah absolutely absolutely indeed Indeed. Well, uh, dear listener, that, in fact, we were coming up to the end of this week's episode of the Guitar Nets podcast. So we're going to head over to the Patreon. We're going to answer a question or a topic that's been spoken about on the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook. Now, there's a couple that I've selected, and, and Matt, I actually wonder if we shouldn't do both of them this week. Now, 
uh, dear listeners, if you submit questions that we choose on the Facebook group or however you want via email, on Patreon, uh, on our Instagram, however you want to send us them, if we answer them uh, on the podcast, then get in touch afterwards and we'll send you a pack of Guitarnet's Gravity Plectrums. I think Gravity Picks are like £5 each, something like that. So, you know, so you're getting £15 worth of free picks just for answering questions. So do get involved. There are two questions which I think we might ask answer both of them. John Buys asked, do you have any self-imposed rules for buying guitar gear? I limit myself to no more than £500 for a guitar, £150 for a pedal, though I struggle above 80 and about £400 for an app, which I think is a really interesting question about yeah, uh, I'm in. there are actually some great answers hans ams has a great sort of answer on that thread on the facebook group about how he doesn't put limitations on what he spends but he's happy to save up for the right piece of gear and i think that raises okay. interesting questions about whether you buy flippantly as i do or whether you like hans ams just get the right stuff mm-hmm. um as you know me and matt have both seen hans ams collection of gear and it's very very pro he doesn't he doesn't have any any chaff like i do like i have (laughs) have a room full of random stuff and half fixed things he just has the right stuff so that's an interesting one to talk about and uh also uh peter pesce has uh has asked a question about firebirds as well so i'd be he's thinking about firebird he's got he's got firebird itis at the moment so it'd be interesting to talk about what options maybe are out there for that um, and we'll see. We're going to answer those. Maybe we'll talk about some of those brands that I said I'd talk about on this week's episode. Um, but we're going to head good. over there now. So, um, so yes, dear listener, join us there. You can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month will get you access. Uh, well, it will get you an ad-free episode of this episode every week. Five dollars gets you the entire back catalogue of our Patreon episodes. gets you the lot, plus I'll sing my thanks at the end of every episode. Find us on your favourite social media platforms. Join the Guitar Nets group on Facebook and get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nets. Farewell. Goodbye.
Smith, Kytopia the band and GD Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.